0: We are up to um, the seventh section of the Fereng. So, what we learned about so far was that there are two kinds of arenas that we are empowered to engage with. We're empowered to engage with those items that Hashem has specifically commanded us to do to conquer areas in the world which the way they look, are diametrically opposed to holiness. And Hashem, just like Hashem told the Jewish people to conquer the land of Israel, and he, he gave them the land of Israel, but had to conquer the land of Israel to get it, so too um, there are areas in our life that Hashem specifically tells us to engage with. Like your place of business, your 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 spe- specific uh, location in the world where you live, and the, and the things that you naturally engage with, like I guess where you go shopping, and where you, the things that Hashem are, are, are ordained, these circumstances are a part of your life. And it's just like the Jews were empowered to conquer the land of Israel, that, that was something, something, something that God commanded them to do, so too we are certainly empowered to engage with the parts of our lives which Hashem has commanded us to engage with. But what about those areas which are not commanded to engage with? Things that Hashem specifically that has not specifically commanded us to touch. So this is what this Torah portion talks about. As the Torah begins, if you you go out to war against your enemies, Hashem, your God, will deliver your enemy into your hand. And since the Torah mentions captives, Rashi says we're talking about mechamas v'rshus. The whole Torah portion is talking about a voluntary war, an optional war. Not a war you have to fight, but a war that you choose to. And the parallel for this in our lives is Broadening the border of holiness in our lives, trying to engage with, with engage with those things in our life that we don't have to engage in order to bring uh, holiness into those places which we wouldn't naturally go to. They're not the place that you that you live. That, that you're going out of your way to specifically convert a place or a, 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 a something in the world to do something new, to, a new synagogue, a new a new uh, Torah class, something you're going against the grain specifically um, and although um, it's something that the Torah hasn't commanded you to do however, uh, this Torah portion tells us that there is, that Hashem uh, does empower us to do this the Torah does talk about this because the whole world belongs to Hashem and the the intent of God's creation of the entire world is to uh, make this world a home for us You don't understand, though. Oh, it's on page 185 in that book. 185. You understand? Since bottom line. There's no commandment in the Torah. Oh, before I continue. And that is specifically, when we engage in those things we're not commanded to, that indicates, that that, that underscores the initiative of a Jew, how a Jew is able to do things. Huh? Yeah this indicates how a Jew is able to do things with his own initiative and it shows a deeper connection he has with Hashem Hashem is not commanding him to do anything and he's doing it anyways his, his, his opting to go out and to conquer a new area in the world by himself that indicates a, a deeper bond with Hashem and something, something that's, that's novel question was like this since the fact is that there's no obligation to deal with this part of the world it's something that's optional how can you put yourself into danger? when the Torah talks about going out to war the Torah says again and again, anyone who's afraid of going out to war, go back home. If you made a vineyard and you haven't uh, enjoyed it yet for a year, go back home. If you haven't uh, built a home and you haven't lived there yet for a year, go back home, got married, and you haven't it hasn't been a year since you got married, go back home. And it says again and again why you may die in war. The um, parallel Engaging with the world in places and in things that Hashem hasn't specifically specifically told you to do, it seems something dangerous. Why would you want to engage in in a way and in in places and in things that you're not you don't have to go there? If we're talking about things you have to do, the God specifically empowered you to do, so then you have the you have the power of the Torah to be victorious in the war. However, we're talking about a voluntary war. The Torah has not specifically told you to do this. Don't you have to listen to another commandment of the Torah that Dr. Ressman is a big proponent of? Guard your health very carefully, including your spiritual health. So, and, only, and there's only a doubt that you might be successful. You may win, but you may not. It's, it's dangerous. Why engage with the world in a way that's dangerous? So it's really amazing. We spoke about at length before. How it's really amazing. You're doing something of your own initiative, and etc. But wouldn't it be better to learn another page of the Marah? To learn to, to do something that, that 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 does not involve you going into an arena that's unfriendly and uh, something that 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 is um, dangerous and you don't have, it seems. Where do you have a the the empowerment of the Torah and the promise of the Torah that you'll be successful, and even more. There's a lot of things you have to do. You a lot, a lot of things you're commanded to do. You have commanded to, like in the in the in the analogy, you're commanded to fight the wars of Hashem and to. Um, conquer land of Israel. You commanded to rid the world of Amalek. So, if you are going to engage the world in a way you're not commanded to do, so it would seem that it's 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 ludicrous because you're ruining possibly the things you have to do in favor of things that you don't have to do. Why put your you put your future in danger on behalf and because of things that you like to do that you want to do with your own initiative? When there are things you really have to do, they're part and parcel of the of your um, delineated mission that God has given you specifically. And you can't answer that you have to do this because the Torah says man is born to work, and therefore you always have to be busy. There's always things you could do. Jew is always commanded to learn Torah and do mitzvahs. There's always things that you could do. But here we're talking about going out of your comfort zone, going into an unfriendly place, bringing P'tushah, broadening the border of holiness, making a new synagogue in a new place. New Why? Why put all of you in danger when there's so much you have to do? So The answer is, this is included in what this Torah portion brings to the table. The novel element this Torah portion brings to the table. There's a whole Torah portion that's dedicated to talk, talking about the optional war. And the message of this Torah portion to each of us is, despite the fact that it's that it's, it's dangerous God talks about this in the Torah and he's telling us on two opposites on the one hand he's telling you I want you to choose by yourself to go into a war I want you to go into a place that's unfriendly I want you to do I want you to on the other hand Hashem is telling us guard your health take take care of yourself well how could they, how could they both be true so the Rebbe says a you attracted to God so you need to find a balance between Bening and, and a questionable night's sleep the Rebbe says that since a Jew is connected to God, and God is beyond all opposites, God can contain all opposites within Him. He absorbs all opposites, and Jew and Jew is one with Hashem. Therefore, a Jew is able to also absorb opposites, and that gives us a deeper insight: the idea of a voluntary war. Since a Jew is connected to God, and a God absor- God absorbs opposites. So the power, we have the power to do something novel and connect opposites in our effort to do the optional war. The world that God created has its an enemy, meaning it's created in a way that it conceals godliness, and there's power there. Hashem created the world with this power. And this power is something which doesn't belong in the realm of holiness. It doesn't, it's not like Israel, which Israel was created to be a holy place. And there's room to say, logically, that, you, sh- that um, you, you, you could ask the question, why should I, how could I possibly be victorious? Because it's, it, there is a challenge here. And you have to uh, have a war. Thank you. Amen. And you have to have a war in order to overcome your enemies. So on the one hand, that's true. That this is a war, that there is. this is a difficulty, this is a concealment. On the other hand, a Jew is connected to Hashem, he has to know that the Torah talks about this. The Torah talks about the optional war. The Torah talks about doing something novel in creation, that despite the fact that the world has a power, and therefore it looks like it's dangerous, you're, that a, a Jew has to know it's certain that he is going to be successful to conquer other areas of the world, where, and make them home for Hashem, and that God will deliver, in the language of the Torah, your enemy into your hand. And the reason this is true is because a Jew is, as the Torah begins, when you go out to war, you are above your enemy. Since a Jew is one with Hashem, so he has he's a beyond the world. And therefore he has the ability to have a war with the world and to conquer uh, parts of the world which the whole world belongs to God. And to make the world a home for Hashem. The fact that we... That we um, make the division between one area of the world and say this world, this part of the world is meant to be a home fresh and this world, part of the world is not meant to be a home fresh and Israel is different. The rest of the world, that's when we're talking about a uh, the the way a Jew is connected to the world. That's, a, that's we're not talking about your essence. No, we're not talking about your pristine, purest self. At that level, yeah, there's differences. Here's a part you can elevate. Here's a part you can't elevate. However, if we're talking about how a Jew is one with Hashem. So then there's no difference between holy and not holy. This part is, yeah, this part. No, you're one with Hashem. So there's no such thing as something which is not meant for you. the God created the whole world. If we're talking about um, a, a lower level of your soul and the way you connect it to the world, so then there's the rules of the Torah. This part is meant to be Eretz This part is meant to be sent This part isn't. But if we're talking about how a Jew is one with Hashem and a Jew is above his enemy then he has a promise of Hashem that Hashem will deliver the enemy into your hand. It's really, um, um, I just want to point out that there, there were uh, instances where Rebbe told people specifically not to engage the world in a way that, that is dangerous for them. I uh, you know, one yeshiva student, I know the details of the story, this is the way someone told to me, um, who would go every Friday and he would go on the film campaign into various areas and I guess it was Manhattan, I'm not sure, and, uh, and he felt like his trip to Manhattan really brought him down. And Rebbe used the expression, something to, say, something to the effect of, the people that you're visiting were okay before you visited them, and they'll be okay without you visiting them, but you, are, you won't be okay. You won't be okay. So, where there was one woman who wrote to Rebbe that she saw some yeshiva students in places that they shouldn't be. She asked her about this. And Rebbe said a story about his father, and the previous Rebbe, how the previous Rebbe was once sent by his father, Rebbe Rashab to go to a very, very difficult place. And Rebbe Rashab said, said to him, I'm sending you with a fur coat, with a varme pelts. And the Rebbe said, there are places you're not allowed to go. And even the places you can go, they're dangerous. You have to take with you a warm fur coat. A warm fur coat means take with you a sicha, a, a protection. You should have something you're learning and something that you, it's inside of you that's protecting you. But in that same talk, he said, there are places you cannot go. So although has, absorbs two opposites. On the one hand, we're talking about, yes, don't, let's, you know, throw caution to the wind. Uh, on the other hand, we're, the, there are instances that uh, that you don't, you shouldn't do that. And uh, you have to talk to your spiritual mentor exactly what this means for you. But the general idea of you being above your enemies, and you being one with Hashem, and there's no such thing as, as something which, which you can't do, that, that's something which has to be absolutely clear to us in our, in, our, in our hearts and minds. And that's what this Torah portion is telling us. But beyond the um, the, our, our engagement with the world, Debuchadnezzar goes on to talk about our engagement with our own service of Hashem and going beyond our limitations. The Talmud says that um, in the time of the Talmud it was customary to study every lesson of Talmud 100 times. And if someone someone studied their lesson 101 times, only 101 times, they were called the servant of Hashem. 100 times they were not called the servant of Hashem, 101 yes. Why 101 they called the servant of Hashem? Because one hundred and one was beyond nature. All you have to do is try to say one extra thing to hit him in addition to whatever you say in a day. It could be a hundred and Say try to say one more. Right, right. Try to one more. You'll, you'll, you'll feel what the, alter, <laughs> what, what, what the what Gemara is talking about. The author may use the expression in order to overcome this this nature of yours that you've gotten used to. It's a It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a huge effort. There are who are called an evad of Hashem, the servant of Hashem. But the um, they, it means they've already conquered the Sahara they're there. An Oivet someone who's in the middle of the war, means that he is meant to challenge himself and go beyond the nature of things he's gotten used to. So someone has engaged with his, with his animal soul. And he's done the war of the mitzvah. He's done the obligational war, right? He's become a tzaddik. He's become a tzaddik and he's gotten rid of the Sahara. So you might say, okay, he's done now. He has now become a tzaddik. He's rid himself of the sahara, He doesn't need to fight anymore. But that come, that's where this Torah portion comes in and tells us that Hashem wants us to do an optional war. Hashem doesn't just want us to go from strength to strength, level to level, and not to challenge our nature. Hashem specifically tells us to do an optional war. And do though you've achieved a lot, you're a tzaddik. You've gotten rid of your Yitzhahara. So Hashem tells us, no, you have to do something which is... Not, not you have to. A Jew has the ability to choose, and only then do you become a servant of Hashem. Actively, in the, in, in, you're, only, you're only considered an active duty if you are in the service of going beyond your nature. In other words, as a friend of mine put it, there's one level of Judaism that the Rebbe is satisfied with, and that level is called the four-letter word. And the level is called more. <laughs> so. So, um, for, for, for so if you do things that are within your nature, you're not a servant of Hashem. Like the computer in the morning, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, that's big deal. You're not a servant of Hashem unless it go beyond your nature. Do you have yeah. a servant of Hashem? Never ask. Oh, so, yeah, why do you need the title? Why do you need the title? We're talking about doing something, you know that that you, you've 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 overcome danger. You have your stripes. Forgotten for a light, right? You've done your, you've done what you need to do for the sake of of the Jewish people and the sake of God. Why need this title of servant of Hashem? However, the Rebbe says that the perfection of a Jew, specifically when he is in middle of of, of the process, he is in the service. He's called a servant of Hashem in the in the Akim. Um, Although he's learning already 101 times, but if he learned 101 times and that's became his nature, that's what he's used to. He has to now go to the 102. It's not enough to 101 if he's gotten used to 101. The Gemara gives analogy of the uh, donkey rental. Where it says that the uh, cost them, that there's a donkey's for rent. If you want to take them a distance of ten parsa, parsa is a distance, so it cost um, uh, one zuz. But if you want to take them eleven parsa, it costs two zuz. Costs twice as much. Why? Because you're going beyond the nature. So of the donkey, and so to, on a personal level, Hashem is telling us in this historical portion beyond going beyond, beyond talking about what you're doing for the world, you also have to ask a question from al Salam. don't ignore yourself, and ask yourself, are you going beyond your own nature in your service of Hashem? And if you're not, this week's Torah portion is giving you a message. And that is, there's something optional, you, you could look at yourself and you could give yourself all the kosher signs, are you okay, kosher for Passover, but are you a servant of Hashem? Are you in the service? And that's what this Torah portion is talking about, the optional war, about going beyond your limits, going beyond the borders that Hashem Himself has delineated. This is we need to do. And here Hashem is asking us, choose to do something more. And this is the lesson we have in the present time, the month of Elul. The Sahara comes, the evil inclination comes and claims to a Jew. Since all the Jewish people are assumed to be kosher, so every single Jew has certainly fulfilled all matters of the month of Elul. And not only has he done this for one day, but he's doing this already for 10 days in a row. Ten days in a row, he's already doing the service of Hashem. Never speaking when the love developed. Ten days in a row, he's doing the service of Hashem. I am to my beloved, and my beloved is to me. And he's adding the studying Torah, and he's adding the mitzvahs beautifully, with all the things that Jews are supposed to add on the El. So, automatically, he could now rest, or at least continue, but in an orderly way. Especially, he's already he's ready in this for ten days, and even if he wants to add in the service of Hashem. He could add in a way, but not in a way of a war. doesn't have to be with a storm. doesn't have to be with a tumult, Because he doesn't need to fight a war. He's already used to it. He's, he's an owl. He's doing this owl thing. And even if there is a possibility for a war, wouldn't it be better for him to just stay in the realm of holiness? Instead of going out, as the title of the sixth Torah portion is, to go out and to fight a war. Wouldn't that be better to stay in the realm of holiness? Why go out? And this question is especially pertinent in our generation, since it's the last generation of the exile. And there's a lot of things in the war that Jews have done through, for all the generations until until this generation, including this generation. A lot of things Jews have done for the sake of this war. This is also going to be the first generation of redemption. This is a, this is a big generation. So it would seem that we should pre- we should prepare for the time of the coming of Mashiach the holy time of coming Mashiach, and going higher and higher in the service of Hashem, instead of getting involved with the war, instead of going dealing with things which are unfriendly, instead of going out into an unfriendly environment, we're, we're about to enter the time of Mashiach, you know, that's going to be amazing, that's going to be, a, a, the whole world, world, world will be enveloped with Hashem's um, goodness, and kindness, and truth, and love, and so it's going to be, we're going to be in the realm of holiness, the whole world will be like Israel, why go out to fight a war now? And that's the lesson this Torah portion, you go out to war against your enemies, we always read this Torah portion in the month of El, that we have to do the service of Hashem in the month of El in a way of a war. Both regarding ourselves, to, to fight and to change our nature and our habits, even if they're holy habits. And also regarding our area in the world, to fight and to conquer the areas in the world which are still not permeated with holiness and to make them home for Hashem. Regarding our generation, the opposite purposes. Because this is the last generation of the exile, because this is the first generation of redemption, we have a unique responsibility to end the war, and to prepare the way for Mashiach, to fight the wars of God, and so to, and, and this is also not just achieved through Mashiach, but also the spark of Mashiach, which is the energy. We have a responsibility to get ready, ready for this war, practically. Every single Jew, the Rebbe says, should add, in a way of a war, in a way of changing his nation, in all areas of the service of Hashem in the month of El. In general, the service of Hashem in the month of El is about, I to my beloved, and my beloved is to me, to be close to God with love and joy through doing entire mitzvah. So I want to mention, today is the 13th of El, the anniversary of the previous Rebbe, wedding anniversary, and it's a day when the Rebbe Hashab gave out a discourse about um, joy, and you how joy is a power to break all, all boundaries. So Ebba says that we should study about joy today and how joy has the ability to uh, bring us to the right place. So in this time, of the month of El, a time when I and my beloved, my beloved is to me, this time of closeness and joy and love and happiness in service of Hashem, we have to add in our, in our service of Hashem in a way that we're fighting against our nature, especially by adding the study of Torah, and especially with love. And through this, we are uniquely united with Hashem who put His whole essence in the Torah in a wondrous way. We have to add in our own study of the Torah, and also inspire other Jews, men and women, especially children, that they should add in the study of the Torah, especially in their Torah learning in with the groups, and also adding and giving tzedakah. Which tzedakah is something which unites all Jews together, and through tzedakah we become a vessel for love of God and love of and love of and love of the Jewish people through Hashem. Amen. Anil, oh, through giving tzedakah we unite Jewish people together and through this we become a vessel to have love for Hashem and to receive the love of Hashem uh, love for Hashem and love from Hashem and this is and also to do the other areas of service of Hashem, Montabell prayer, shuva and the perfection of everything is the fifth acronym of Montabell that we discussed the acronym of redemption from one idea to the next the Montabell is also a month of preparation for Shoshana and the holidays of Tishrei in general. <clears throat> Beginning from the first day of El, 30 days before Shoshana, it's time to prepare for Shoshana. And especially from the 15th of El, which is the two weeks before Shoshana and 30 days before Sukkot. Therefore, it is appropriate time to focus on getting the needs of the holiday to all those who need this. Starting for helping Jews um, with their Shoshana they should be able, on Rosh Hashanah, we're commanded by Hashem to have delicacies, to eat fatty meats and to drink good wine, and to send, and the Torah says, you should eat meats and drink wine and send gifts to those who don't have it. That's the clear in the Torah. So that's, we have to focus on the needs of those who don't have the ability yet to um, take care of their Rosh Hashanah. And similarly, the other needs of the holiday of Yom Kippur, before Yom Kippur, the foods of Yom Kippur, and then after Yom Kippur, and then the holiday of Sukkot and Shemini Atzeret to focus on, on helping other people who don't who need these who, who need help with their needs for the holidays. We especially, especially emphasized this year. You year said this for bringing uh, when the two days of Rosh Hashanah also in Israel fall out on Thursday and Friday, and automatically they go right into Shabbos. So it's a three day yontif. they never used to a three day yantif. but Rosh Hashanah is the only time could happen Thursday, Friday, Shabbos. So, and so too, outside of Israel, uh, regarding Sukkot and Shemir Atzeres and Tzavastoria, there's three days in a row of holidays so people need additional assistance this in this kind of year. Maybe Hashem's will. This should, the, all this activity should give us, in addition to the to the blessing of Hashem to be written and sealed uh, for every Jew and all Jews for a good and sweet year, in an open and clear way, both physically and spiritually, and we should receive that blessing and the until we, and all blessings until we reach the main blessing, the blessing of the true complete to Mashiach which Mashiach will fight the wars of Hashem, be victorious in the wars of Hashem, and Hashem will deliver the, our enemies into our hand and will take captives. Which the main captive that that, that we, we will take back our captives, which means uh, the base of and The base of will also. The third base of Middash will also contain with it the perfection of the first and second base of Middash, and also the perfection of the tabernacle of the Moshe made. And its unique own perfection, the third base of Midrash will have something new that wasn't there before. And we will see, the simple sense, of fulfillment of the last, the next week's Torah portion, the verse of the next week's Torah portion, the Hawaii Kisabi you'll come from the land of Israel, and you will take from the fruit of the land of Israel and bring the fruit to the third base of Middash, We will also at that time in the base of migdash experience the perfection of war. The word war also comes from the word bread, which refers to the sacrifices which are called God's bread, and all this should happen immediately in our time Mamish. Alright, any questions, comments? Alright. David. Um, yeah. Thank you. Bottom line. I was telling us, we, have to, we have to engage in the battle of the service of Hashem, both in ourselves and in the world around us, and go beyond the nature, and in all ears, of month of El, and also pay attention to the needs of those uh, people who need help preparing for Yantif, for Shoshana, in Kippur, Simchastora, and Chayim.